We know you've been talking about us. A little bit too much. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Hey, it's me. I don't know where you are tonight, but I'm sending you the location. I hope to see you soon. A little bit too much means a lot too much. (laughs) Thank you very much. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Send the Location. My name is Serena. And I'm Yaz. And we can't wait to get into today's episode because I have a issue that I need to address with some of you. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into that and whatever PSA this girl wants to fucking give the internet... We're going to be talking all things influencing content creation, answering your questions. We know that you guys have been asking for it for a while, and we are going to get into that within this episode. Answering your questions, talking about how we got started, talking about brand deals, monetization, and all of the icky stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Before we get into that, though, I do want to give... This is an actual PSA. Before I give you my juicy PSA that you're not going to like as much um real i'm gonna say psa like a thousand times you guys heard it here first on september 25th we will be having our very first closet sale from 12 to 4 p.m that's at 531 young street and we're so excited um we're gonna be pretty much offering a lot of mine and yaz's clothing there's gonna be other pieces from other sellers there i'm a bikini brand toronto tans actually has some merch and i also am selling some of my old or angel number sweaters if you guys remember those the sizes will primarily be around extra small and small, but we do also have a lot of oversized hoodies and tracksuits um, and some shoes between the sizes of seven and eight. And if you guys even just want to come and meet us, we'd love to chat. There's going to be some goodies available as well, and we'd love to see you there. We are back together after a week apart, and we know that you missed us, but we are going to be giving you a little recap of what we got up to while we are separated and discussing the beef that i have with you (laughs) you is actually not me this time yeah it's not yaz um the beef is with some people who i didn't realize listened to the podcast um you guys you know i had some of my friends come and play truth or drink on the podcast and quite quickly word got around of exactly who was on the podcast we did that to ourselves honestly like i thought it was going to be a lot more anonymous um and i didn't realize actually how many people from my home city hamilton how are you are listening to this podcast and now know exactly who i was talking about and are bringing it back to him too we love that for us Honestly, I don't even care. It's kind of funny, um, but it's kind of crazy to know how many of you guys actually listen to it, and I actually really appreciate all of it, don't you think? I mean, it's, it's caused us a bit of trouble. Okay, it's definitely caused me some trouble, but I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm not, the only part that's not cool is when said man from the podcast, from the Truth or Drink, was like, so I heard you're doing me dirty on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, I genuinely didn't think that Driver Man was going to be listening to the last episode. He was. It's fine. We moved past it. Um, I think some people's egos are getting way too big. And honestly, I don't think I'm ever going to mention another fucking dick that I have yeah, sat on ever again. This is my whole issue that I'm like, hey, now I'm concerned. Am I going to keep talking and running my mouth about the guys that I'm hanging out with when somehow their names get brought out into the public? And I'm like, well, this won't work. Like, I literally had a girl come up to me in my neighborhood appreciate her love her she was so freaking cute and she listened i love you however i was walking with a man in my neighborhood and she was like oh my god this is the guy from the podcast and i was like holy shit now i can't even (laughs) i don't even know yeah oh and the girl at laissez-faire we also met some of you guys when we were out for just a night of drinking Mm -hmm. and They were listening to the podcast, literally had questions for us on our most recent update. Yes. And one of the men happened to meet up with me, not realizing that those girls like listened and he like slid into the booth like beside us. And we were like, yeah, I don't really (laughs) RP. Now, that's one issue. My issues with all of this have been honestly 
in Toronto. None of it has been online besides like what I've said on the podcast. Yaz, on the other hand, um, did decide to bring her relationship to TikTok and Instagram. And how did that go for you? It was a hard launch. It was a hard launch. But here's the thing. I know what kind of videos I like to make. Idea videos, like what I'm doing. Am I really going to be able to fucking hide like a complete aspect of my life or if I'm talking to someone and genuinely like in their city for a week? No, but also to like your point, you are with him. Exactly. So it's like at some point, like there had to be some comfortability behind it. And obviously you guys now know this person has a following yeah they also have their following. own so it's a little bit different like when you're both in that industry and like it's, you're posting each yeah. other it's like equal yeah it's, i don't think it's as big of a deal it's definitely not as big of a deal but i would say that my instagram following obviously started with people that i know people from my hometown people i went to university with and i don't think that i've ever seen more shares on <laughs> an instagram reel in my fucking life than when i posted this one but here's the tea you knowingly stir the pot oh yeah i don't mean just you i mean like people we're gonna get into the whole influencer conversation very soon don't get it twisted people are knowingly stirring this pot for you to talk about so all those shares those people who are sending it to each other i i was fully cognizant of what i was putting out there and what type of reaction it could have for sure and at the end of the day it's just something that you have to like either choose to keep completely private like some people do that we'll talk about today or use and abuse it (laughs) or use it and just be genuine with sharing your life online and yeah I think that that's the point that I'm at yeah for sure like at first I remember talking about like when we got out of our last relationships like being like I'm never gonna share another boy online again like we literally were saying that to each other like fuck that they're not going on any of our social media whatever but then the more like I mean like your content's very wholesome too so like that's something that's gonna help I just think that I have nothing to hide. And to be honest, if I want to hide a relationship with the kind of social media following that I've built, um, it's probably not someone I want to be with. And there's a reason why I'm hiding it. Yeah, (laughs) I do agree with that. So that's kind of how I thought about it. And obviously, like, don't get me wrong. I didn't start seeing this person yesterday like no it's this been is quite a while this now. has been months and months of and behind me, the scenes me deciding how i wanted to go about this and talking with this person about it and having genuine conversations so a lot goes into launches is all i'm gonna <laughs> fucking say and that one was very strategic and it was done well in thank my you. opinion thank you so much yes <laughs> now me on the other hand i shared a very short video of a man's feet <laughs> like Feet pics were free. Like, oh my god. It was actually the shortest video. It was a trend going around. And the amount of people who sent this video in their group chats. I heard about it, guys. I heard about it. To to find out who the man was. Um, The thing is, I fully... Like, we had this conversation. Like, it was to stir the pot. Like, we we knew it was going to happen. We fully messaged about it. And we were like... "Mm." We're like, should I do it? Should I not post it? Like, whatever. We had... There was literally a 10-minute facetime yeah, debrief like because i was in la and she was in toronto with this guy and i'm like do i post it like do i not post it whatever and she's like nah post it post it and i was like yeah i think i should do it like life's too fucking short to be so worried about what everyone's gonna infer also at the end of the day like yeah it did get back to me that people were like sending it like in their group chats and whatever yeah. but like <laughs> sorry if my ankles are like that interesting <laughs> i think i'm doing something right <laughs> genuinely we're gonna start off talking about what an influencer is by definition urban dictionary has some choice words serena would you like to go for it oh god okay an influencer is a word instagram uses to describe themselves to make them feel famous (laughs) and more important when no one really knows who they are or care usually the type of people that call themselves foodies and post pictures of their avocado and toast because they can't really do anything else interesting usually also post their last holiday asking someone to (laughs) hashtag take me back why did you make me read that (laughs) that is not an influencer okay i feel degraded i'm screaming actually don't even call me don't call any of us an influencer i hate that word i think that influencer is a gross word but when we talk about influencers 
and we talk about content creators, I think that there are two different avenues to discuss. I think personally that an influencer is someone that has a pull on people's lives through social media, whether it be Instagram, TikTok. It's someone that you genuinely want to see what they're doing. Yes, that's what I, who they're is more like. You want to see what they're doing, like what they're doing, in what they're doing, who they're dating, what they're wearing. There's a lot of different avenues, obviously, that influencers go down through, like, fashion or food or yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, categories. Regardless, like, you want to be informed on their life and, like, you're curious to know more about their life at all times. Yeah, absolutely. And then we kind of get into a content creator. Mm-hmm. And a content creator, in my opinion, is more of somebody who is creating, like, pretty aesthetic, um, branded, potentially, posts, whether that's TikTok or Instagram as well that it's more focused on like the things than the person like you would follow this person to see like the cool inspirational photos that they post rather than because you care about them and what they're doing i think i think that makes sense i think a lot of the time some of the content creators that i follow i had no idea what their personality was like online because more so they're sharing like I just, I don't know how to say it in any other word than content. Yeah, like they're, they're just sharing, sharing photos, videos. Photos, videos. It's cool. within an aesthetic or a vibe. And yeah, it like has you know purpose. those girls who have like a very curated, like gorgeous feed. Like they stick to the whites or they stick to the blacks or, you know, they're very modern or they're very traditional. Like they have a very set aesthetic that they follow their entire feed um, and they're pushing out content like at least once a day twice a day yeah whatever and it always follows like that same suit yeah i would say like that's a content creator. or like someone for example that posts like recipe and healthy videos every day yeah like sometimes they they don't even necessarily post anything else about their life than those recipes i would say that's when you kind of get into the world of content creating yeah and both of those can like both of those avenues can equally lead to success monetization all of that kind of shit, but it can definitely impact your life in very different ways as we've seen between being an influencer and, you know, just posting content online. Yeah, that sounds like it makes sense, actually. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like no one really ever discusses the difference, like, between the two. And, like, sometimes when, like, you go out or something, people are like, oh, like, you do content. And, like, when I was first, like, going to events and stuff, they're like, oh, you do content. And then some other people are like, oh, you're an influencer. And they would ask the question like very differently, but I didn't, I thought they were the same thing at first. I was like, yeah, I guess. I mean, if you say so, like, I didn't really know what I was talking about, Uh, but yeah, that would be like a good difference to say. My next question, who do you think of when you think of an influencer? Like who are some people that you really like to follow right now? Um, one person I used to love to follow was Emma Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. I say used to because her content has got a lot more like commercialized these days than when she just posted the things like she wanted to post. Yeah. But I would say she was like a huge influencer I followed. That was on Instagram and on YouTube. Yeah. That I was super into her posts. Like I always wanted to know like what she was doing and like whenever she'd have a story, I remember like it would be like one of the first things that I looked at and yeah. How about you? My all time favorite influencer is jen m who she's on youtube oh she's older than us i think that she's 31 now but she started off just posting like her life on youtube and instagram and fashion and shit but i have never been so fucking invested in someone's life as i am this woman really like to this day to this day and she literally has gotten pregnant she's had a kid and i always I always turned away from following someone when they had kids and I was like, oh, fuck, we're not on the same page anymore. I can't relate to you. I am obsessed. I literally watch what she feeds her kid for a week. Like, I will (laughs) sit down and watch the fuck out of that. But, like, that's your definition of an influencer. Like, somebody who, like, has that power over you. I thought of somebody else, too, that I follow. I followed her since Vine. Lauren Geraldo. Oh my god, I am I, obsessed. That Lauren, girl can do no wrong. No, in my opinion, like she could post a video of her sitting there in front of her TV, and I would probably still watch it. Like she just got engaged. 
And I remember like a video came out around April Fool's Day of her and her boyfriend breaking up. Yeah. And I saw that video and I was mad. Same. But that's just that's just an instance of I think that Lauren has succeeded so much in what she does because she's always been so genuine and so transparent and she makes you feel like you are her friend. Yeah. Like I'm on FaceTime with her on videos and like that's what I love. It it, like I. I'm obsessed with her content. Same. Like, if I met her in person, I feel like I would be that creepy. Like, I know everything about <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> but, like, no, she's fucking... But, like, I don't even follow her on Instagram. Like, I only watch her YouTube videos. Like, I've never actually followed her. I have no idea what she even posts on Instagram. But I think, in her personality. I think she's fucking sick. Yeah, she's so funny. Like, she got a dog the same as Lua. I literally know it all. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, the influence is literally just in her personality, yeah. not in her content, because I don't even care to follow her on Instagram. Like, I literally only follow her on youtube yeah so anyways i think those are some of my favorites i think that's definitely a platform where i get more invested in someone's life yeah is wherever someone is sharing a lot about themselves for sure for sure yeah yeah um kind of what you had to say about content creating and people that are pushing out content like consistently Mm -hmm. you see someone that's you know pushing out three videos a day or to Instagram post whatever the, whatever their algorithm is. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, we've been there, we've tried that, we've done that. Yeah. Oh, will we say we're the most consistent girls out there? Absolutely not. You're hearing this a week late for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say that that's real. Like that's, that's real that's life. Legitimate. Like, like we don't want to come on here and talk if we don't have something valuable to share. Also, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Last week we were kind of in a mood. Don't you remember? We were stressed out, we were angry. Oh my god. Part of the reason why we didn't put out an episode out there is cuz we have so much stuff going on like behind the scenes right now that like obviously we can't bring to your attention yet. Um but like we were in bad moods. Like we were yeah. so stressed out and like we could have punched each other almost at one point and like that was not the time to sit there and record an episode cuz like that's not real. No. I mean, it is real, but it's not something that anyone wants to fucking see. Yeah, like, we aren't going to sit there and talk about, like, our stressing for the week. Like, you guys aren't paying to be... We're not paying you to be our therapist. Yeah, literally. (laughs) We pay each other for that. Yeah. So we we give each other therapy, and then we'll come here when we're in a better mood. Um, What I will say, though, I think that the landscape has shifted so much over the last year Mm -hmm. on those platforms, and that has to do with algorithms. I'm sure that everyone, even if you aren't in that world or care about posting on Instagram can agree that what you see online has changed so much. Like on Instagram for the last three months, you literally haven't been able to see a single person you follows photos. It's so frustrating because like I actually liked Instagram to see people's pictures. Like now I literally can't see them. All I was seeing is like reels and like my suggested posts. I'm like, I don't follow my suggested posts. Like I'm following people I want to follow to see their content. That was somewhere that was completely changing. TikTok was another place where if you watch a video of a dog and a cat kissing, you will be shown then 20 more (laughs) videos of animals just going at it. And it's just weird because the algorithm, you know, listens so much to what you post. Like, I swear to God, after this podcast started my tiktok used to be so wholesome and like cute <laughs> and whatever i am on whore tiktok right now like i'm on fuckboy tiktok everything i see is like how do you how do you even explain fuckboy tiktok the point is you get this curated feed in front of you on tiktok that unless like you're looking at your following page is pretty much based on like your internet searches like what you're talking about out loud like let's say you engage in with one post like it's gonna keep showing you all of those posts just because it knows that you like it Mm -hmm. so the landscape that we're talking about has shifted has been more like when people first got on tiktok i think a lot of what they were posting was like trending things it was like oh this dance is going viral like let me do that dance so i can go viral Mm -hmm. too during covid especially now more so people are going towards the showing their own personal life and personality instead of trying to follow these trends to gain a following because people want to be invested in the person again not just liking them because they did a trend or something do you know what i mean no i completely get that i completely agree with that and i think that the people that i follow on tiktok it's a video platform right Mm -hmm. like i want to be invested and engaged in every single video that that person's doing yeah i think that's the only kind of way that i follow someone is if i would scroll through their whole feed and like every video same i do feel that so 
it really changes as a creator then how you identify the value that your followers or potential followers are looking for. Yeah. And before we get into that, actually, I do kind of want to touch on what we were just saying about like the COVID era of TikTok. Yeah. Because before we get into like our own personal journeys and like how we monetized our social media and everything, I think it's really important to recognize that certain people who got onto like TikTok, for example, during COVID when those trends were super prominent, they could have gained a following extremely quickly, like extremely quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And that happened based on a few of their viral videos. Now, if those people continued to post, yeah, they're probably doing well now. But a lot of people, you can look at their accounts and I call them like old TikTok followers. Like, I don't know how else to explain it besides that. But I've seen some people who are on TikTok now and like their views are like really, really low consistently. Like they get like 2000 views like for every video, they maybe less. They just can't break through. And we've had people even ask us like, how do I break back yeah. through that? And that's because all their whatever 100,000 followers, maybe 50, whatever it is, came from during COVID and like when they were only posting trending videos. So now like all their followers aren't really engaging with them. Because the type of content that they're also looking for has yeah. probably changed. Yeah, exactly. And, like, they're not really as engaged with TikTok in general, probably, because, like, they only did so during the trending TikTok time. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I think it completely makes sense. And I think that it's why it was... I think that every social media platform kind of has its lifespan in a respect for when you can blow up. Like, relevancy, kind of. Yeah, Like, I just don't see as many people going from zero to 18 million followers on TikTok as there was in that TikTok era when, you know, all of those younger kids were doing dancing videos and joining the hype house and like getting like it was a really calculated strategy. And I know that a lot of people probably get that, but Mm -hmm. it was so calculated what those people were doing, who they were posting with. How many times they were posting every day. Like, there was managers behind every bit of that. It's also really important to recognize, like, those people who started, like, back at that time. They were one of the few people who were legitimately posting. Yeah. Like, the amount of people who post on the internet now, on, sorry, TikTok now, versus at that time, time. when the app first came out. Like, I was living in France, actually, when I remember, like, the, do you remember that dance, the Renegade? Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when that dance was, like, a thing. Yeah. It was, like, February right before COVID hit, I was living in Paris and like these girls were all talking about TikTok. They were like learning this dance. I'm like, what the hell is TikTok and what dance are you doing? I had no idea. Yeah. Fast forward two months, we're like in lockdown and my yeah. younger sister is like obsessed with TikTok. She's like showing me all these TikToks, showing me dances, whatever. And I'm like, what is this app? And it took me like a good like six months into COVID to be like, oh, I'm going to get on that. I'm going to see like what, what people are doing on that app, whatever. Yeah. And during that whole time, I think a lot of people were in my boat. Like, they were bored and they were like, oh, let me just give this app a try. Yeah. So there were so many viewers on there and like they were ready to follow whoever had a viral video and like all this Completely. stuff. Completely. But now it takes a little bit more work to earn that That place. type of following. Mm-hmm. And I will say now it's, it's really nice to see too, to be honest, because I had so many friends that were so scared to post on that app. Yeah. Whereas now... They post on it just as they would on Instagram. I was gonna say that I like, always want people to do that because yeah, like you it's not it, like just it doesn't a platform it doesn't that. mean that you need to blow up to post something and feel proud of the content yeah. that you're making because I don't think many of us who have gained followings from it ever went into it with the idea that something was gonna come out of it. Mm-hmm. It's really nice just to see people posting like recap summer yeah. videos or like you know just going through my feed and it's not just the same 10 people yeah well like thinking about literally instagram it didn't matter who you are or where you were from or like what age you are yeah you post it on instagram it's your birthday you post a picture you know like it's summer you post a picture you post a story just because you're out like i don't know why tiktok had this whole idea or people have this idea about tiktok that it's you're only posting on it if you want to get famous like someone said that to me before they're like oh like you're trying to get famous on tiktok and i was like what I think that's the same way that YouTube was, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still ten like, years ago. People still think that about YouTube. I think YouTube. that YouTube is a really hard platform for someone to break through and post content on consistently if they don't see a large number of subscribers beside their name because yeah. it feels vulnerable. It feels like you're putting yourself out there and you're saying, "I want people to watch my video," mm-hmm. and if you don't get those views, then it it feels a little deflating. And I'm not even gonna lie; like I've started to post on YouTube and. It can be hard to keep going knowing that I feel like there's 
a smaller percentage of people that are interested in it and that means oh maybe is no one interested in this should i stop like but no like you should be posting because like you like it and you do love it like you realize you love it and i genuinely have really been loving that platform and just being able to talk to the people that want to hear me it doesn't matter how many people it is and something like tiktok or like having numbers behind something can make you a little bit jaded and not just see the value and connection yeah for sure um, one thing that I wanted to kind of break up our questions with right now was a DM that we got from one of you guys that listened to the podcast. She had a really interesting story to share. Basically, she worked as a social coordinator for one of the largest Instagram influencers. I guess that you could say like we're both familiar with who she is. I've seen her on TikTok for like since I got on TikTok, I think. Actually, knows that brand. Oh, is it that big? Yeah. Okay. Can you beep that out? Cause it's kind of interesting. Serena, we can't say that. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um. <laughs> quite honestly, I'm a little bit nervous to share the story. Not that I have anything bad to say. This is someone's experience, and we honestly just kind of fucking find it interesting that someone despises someone this much. Yeah. But I also don't want us to get fucking sued. So (laughs) we're not going to be giving away too many details about who this influencer is. But we're going to read the story. So our follower used to work for her in social and community coordination. She said that she has a pretty big team of people behind her. Like over 20 people are managing this woman's Instagram and TikTok strategy. How many followers does she have? I'm only curious because of like, I think that's a general enough question because like 20 people is a big team. So I think it's like important to kind of discuss how big she is. Okay. So she has 1.6 million on YouTube, about 1.6 million on TikTok and 2 million followers on Instagram. Okay. Even though those are really similar numbers, to be honest, a lot of the time they really don't overlap that much. It's true. It's true. So, like, the, just take this as, like, it could be, like, six mil. Yeah. Or, like, whatever, five to six million yeah. people. Basically, she shared that the influencer was moving to the United States but hadn't secured their visa and was having issues getting permanent residency. Whatever. It's very difficult to get... A visa to go to the states believe me we're fucking living it right now <laughs> we're trying <laughs> we can't do it either the, this girl with like six million followers can't do it <laughs> you like, best believe we can't do it either <laughs> humbled <laughs> she would be so picky about her community engagement if this girl wasn't responding to all of her comments within 20 minutes of when her post went up her or her husband would call me and get mad so that's something like a side note if you think your favorite influencer, this huge influencer or celebrity or whatever is the person answering your comments, if you get gassed when they're answering you, reality check, it's definitely not them. I struggle with this because I feel like that's so fake. Like, I hate that so much. So she was doing her community engagement and I guess a part of that was communicating with other influencers. And I guess that our follower let that person know that this person was moving to the States. So sorry, like just if that sounds a little bit confusing, the girl responded to another influencer's DM. As the big influencer that we are talking about. Yes, like pretending to be her and informed the other influencer that she was moving to the States. Permanently. Which I guess is a big no-no if you're, you know, um, trying to get your visa. You can't be disclosing that you already moved somewhere and you're making any sort of like financial gain in that country. So our girl got fired immediately after letting, I guess, this influencer know that the one in question had moved without ever knowing that she wasn't supposed to disclose that this person lived in the States. Yeah, that sounds a bit offside. I feel like if you aren't in our position right now, like where we didn't know, like we didn't know all this information, us two even, about moving to the States until like recently and about like how you can't make money there and like all this stuff. 
how would this random girl on her team be expected to know this information and that she's not allowed to share it with someone who she's like communicating to like a friend over social media like as herself you know what i mean the worst part about it is she shared that they would make comments being like you were hired for this a monkey can do it fuck shit yeah just degrading i was gonna say very degrading and it's just basically she just talks about how much she learned in that role and what not to do and it also just goes to show that what you see online can be so fucking different from what's happening behind the scenes yeah i mean even being in our position like seeing how we have to like behave and respond and like post sometimes i got a reality check like from ourselves but then hearing that about like some of these big influencers who they come across a certain way and then hearing like that's the way they treat their team they're not even the ones responding to their own comments like all that stuff like i get it everyone gets busy whatever like you need help but there's just something that doesn't sit right with me about pretending that that's you doing those things like there should be like a disclaimer like disclaimer this isn't me answering my comments like disclaimer this is not me answering my dms like whatever i just am genuinely like i don't work in that industry so i don't know but no one's out here telling kylie jenner like let's respond to your followers comments for you no like no one responds no because like she, she re- doesn't have the time she responds to maybe like three but when i genuinely but i genuinely think that it's the ones that have the most fucking likes and come up and yeah. she feels a need to address something that or also just the fact that those are the three that she has time to answer yeah so sorry i get it there's millions of people commenting on your thing if you have time to answer three, at least it was you who answered them. Yeah. So thank you to the girl who shared that story and genuinely we're so fucking sorry that you had to go through that. Definitely opens, I think, everyone's eyes a little bit to some of the downfalls of this industry. Okay, so I feel like now we should talk about the questions that we got on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, most of them started off as like, how did we get into it? Like, how did we get into what we're doing? And we just took a little deep dive back into the depths of our first TikToks ever. And wow, that's a scary place. It was a dark time. Um, I went viral because I posted my sister dancing to Doug Ford's announcement music. And I went viral because I posted myself slowly waking out of a slumber. (laughs) It was aesthetic, though, for the time. For the time. For the time, it was, like, elevated. Now, looking back, we're like, ooh. I think it's quite embarrassing now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, like, shot in, like, this is so dumb, HD. Oh, my God. Not even HD. No. It was, like, 320. It was bad. (laughs) It was bad. And mine of my sister was actually atrocious. I don't know why that got as many likes as it did. Um, but that's when I was like, TikTok, hmm, are you flirting with me? Should I post some more? If anything, (laughs) it just goes to the fact that we were kind of just posting whatever the fuck we wanted to. For fun. And it started to do well and we just started to post that kind of stuff more consistently. I think that, and I don't know about you, but for me, I was like posting very like random, like at first, like. I posted, like, one TikTok, and then it was, like, months before my next one. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I started, like, slowly doing it more consistently. Like, I never was just, like, one day, like, let me just, like, <laughs> shoot out three videos a day. Like, whatever. No. But I think the very first time I decided, like, okay, I should take this a little bit more seriously was when Brands emailed me. Don't you think? I think... Or how about you? I don't know. So it was pretty like weird i think after my first morning routine video went viral two brands reached out to me that they wanted to send me a product to feature in my next video and i was like what the fuck is this because i i also didn't know anyone that was doing that kind of stuff on tiktok Mm -hmm. and then i would say when i started posting consistently it's not because i was making anything from it or like you know my videos were doing that well consistently but it genuinely was just something that brought me a serotonin boost. Yeah, you were happy doing it. In the depths of, I know this sounds really dark, but like in the depths of my fucking depression working from home in mm. the winter in Toronto. So I just posted every day. Yeah, definitely. You started when it was like dark times. Yeah. and Dark we, times. And we looked back and I think my first video did well in January and I hit 100k in March. Mm-hmm. March or April. Like... It yeah. was it was a really quick turnaround to having a lot of people 
watching my videos but i will say like the viewership was a lot different then than i think that it is now yeah i think we've kind of realized that as more time is going on it's a lot harder to like gain those followers like a viral video now would get you a lot less followers than a viral video then would like i remember even like when i first posted that one video i was saying about like my sister even or a couple of my other like random things i posted like it was pretty quick to get to 10,000 followers. Like, for the fact that I posted, like, maybe, like, six videos, like, during that summer, I remember coming back in, like, September, like, from Europe, and I had posted, like, a few videos during my trip, mm-hmm. and I was at, like, 10,000 followers, and at the, my, my 10,000 versus your 100K. <laughs> but, like, no, actually, but... it was a different time. Like, yeah. COVID was, like, almost, like, at the time, like, COVID was eased up, and, like, everyone was, like, back to, like, life almost. And I remember thinking, like, I posted a few random, like, short videos that took me no effort. How the heck did I get 10,000? You know what I mean? What I what I will say, though, too, is I don't think that it was as hard to get a follower back then, but it didn't mean that someone was engaged in your life. Yeah, Whereas definitely. now I think when you see people, like, gaining a following or even just people that interact with videos of people that I even follow, it seems like those people like more so watch every moment of their life. Whereas back then in TikTok, you didn't necessarily You would like care. follow just because yeah. like you'd be like, oh, that girl had a viral video. Like, let me just follow her yeah. or something. It's so true. So f- for when I started making content, getting from 100,000 followers to where I am now took a really fucking long time in comparison. And it took completely changing what i was doing online but it's better that way because now you know like everyone who does follow you like genuinely is interested in in, like your content and honestly at the end of the day like you and i both always talk about like that's not really what we care about we're not like sitting here being like how many followers yeah like i need to gain like this many followers a week like whatever like it's never really about that it's about like liking the content that you put out there and like doing it for yourself really i completely agree um but yeah just like really weird like we both got into it kind of like accidentally Mm -hmm. i remember we talked about it when we went for like one of our first dinners together yeah at casamoto i think that you had just started posting it was like just like shortly just, after yeah. like you said you came back from your trip and you had like ten thousand followers yeah and i was telling you i was like you need to keep posting like yeah. I, I was like i want to have a friend that does this yeah, <laughs> like please yeah. fucking post and also like at the time like i remember coming back from like europe and like i said i had those like few videos and I think I posted, like, one that was, like, an outfit one for the first time ever. Like, that wasn't a joke video of, like, my sister dancing or, like, me doing something stupid. And we just looked back and the fits were fire. Yeah, the the fits weren't bad. But the point is, like, I came back and I remember, like, two of my really good friends were saying to me, like, what do you think you're doing? And I was like, honestly, I'm having a good time. And they were, like, laughing. They were like, what, you think you're going to be TikTok famous? And I was like fuck you <laughs> like, bitch now i am like i was like no that's not the goal i was like honestly it's just fun like i for me i don't know i think we talked about this one time before actually when i was younger my friends and i used to have parties at our houses mm-hmm. and i'm talking like parties in high school yeah where people just get blackout drunk dance around play games whatever i would make video compilations of those parties to send to my friends okay i genuinely love editing videos like to my core if i had an ideal day i would just sit there grinding editing it's so much fun for me and i've been doing it since i was in high school maybe even younger like travel videos whatever they didn't go anywhere we literally would send them in our group chats um but then when it came to like tiktok all of a sudden like i had those like ten thousand followers and i was like i literally love making the randomest video edits why am i not posting them like i would make them anyways so I might as well post them. I always kind of thought of mine as like music videos because like <laughs> I would always be obsessed with a song at some point in the summer and it was kind of like the song that me and my friends kind of like clung to and yes. I would be like recording everything on like my little Canon camera Oh my god! and then I would go on iMovie and I would, yes, cl- iMovie. I would clip everything to the sound. Yeah, same. Would and you I- go to Montreal when you were younger like for um, like a high school trip? Or, like, a university trip? Ours got canceled, but oh. I, I went. So, like, me and my friends did some of those trips. Yeah. But I would literally bring my camera. Oh, and I, I would send it in the group chat afterwards. It'd be like, hi, everyone. Here's what I put together. I wish I could find those videos so bad. Oh, my God. I'm Friends, if you're listening from Hamilton, if you have any of those videos, like, there was, like, hundreds of people at these parties and stuff sometimes. Like, if someone has a video, please DM me. I want them. Um, but, yeah, it would be the same thing. Like, yeah. I would have my phone. I'd be video. Like, I'd be editing. I'm video editing. 
I would be taking videos. I'd go to iMovie. I'd clip it together with one of our favorite songs that we'd always play at parties. And then I'd be so hyped to send it to everyone. There's always that one person in the friend group that wants to romanticize every fucking blackout. (laughs) And it was us. And yeah, anyways. So like that's kind of how we got into it. Yeah. Um, I think when I saw like something was going to come from it though was a lot later on. Like when do you think that? Like, that from happened. when I took it seriously to, like, or I didn't take it seriously until I started seeing money offered for videos. And then I was like, whoa. Yeah. Wait, what? I was like, you want to pay me to do what? Yeah. I think that some people talk about it online, but the money associated with content creation and pretty much, like, you're creating ads, essentially. Yeah for a business on social platforms that are performing far better than a TV TV ad or a radio ad or like some sort of paid advertisement. It actually just going to people's followers. Mm -hmm. Brands were starting to see there's so much value in it. Yeah, a lot of their budget started going towards influencer marketing instead of TV, radio, like you said. And I think now more than ever, like that's just like growing. Yeah. Because people are realizing that the influence that people like, like Emma Chamberlain, Lauren Geraldo, people in influencing in I will buy whatever the fuck that girl is wearing. Yeah, let me tell you. It goes so much farther than you closing your eyes, sitting on your phone during a TV commercial and whatever. Well, think about the fact that Emma Chamberlain is literally the face of Aritzia right now. Yeah, and Louis Vuitton, like... Oh my god, Charlie D'Amelio, Emma Chamberlain. There's so many influencers that are penetrating not only your everyday... (laughs) You just use that word. Penetrating? (laughs) You're fucking five years old. (laughs) No, but genuinely, it's like you're seeing them in like our common everyday fucking clothing brands that we wear. Yeah. But now you're also seeing them in high fashion, getting invited to Paris Fashion Week. Never would have fucking thought that that was a route that you could take with us. For sure. But now look at us. Look at us. We're going to New York Fashion Week, actually. Like, in the most, like, we're fired up way. Um, Why the hell are we invited to events in New York Fashion Week? Please tell me. We have no idea. We're super thankful, but it's just... (laughs) Very thankful, but I'm very confused at the same time. Yeah, it's it's just something, again, like we talked about, the landscape has changed so much. Mm -hmm. I guess we can talk a little bit more about the money side of it. I know that we got some questions, so should we pull them up? Um, Yeah, sure. So we did get a bunch of questions about our own sources of income, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, from our poll. And I want to note one thing about influencing, content creating, whatever. Yes, we hate that word. We have no other word to use. It is the most inconsistent income I think you can ever have, mm-hmm. actually, because our entire job revolves around how many brands demand videos from us yeah and sometimes also you have to think about a calendar year like right before holidays holidays sales there's a lot of brand deal opportunities right before back to school the budget's there it really depends on when a brand is looking out for you so it's not like you're making the same money every month. month yeah and that's tea that maybe some of you guys don't know but we really have to be cognizant of what's coming in and when and that's also the benefit of having a team behind you yeah one thing that um i hadn't realized like coming out of graduation like in april i was debating on taking like i had a couple offers to work in finance like as an analyst which is like what my original plan was however at the time like thinking about you know starting off working like a nine to five for like the salary they were offering me versus like being able to live my life the way that I was traveling, you know, doing everything I want to do on my own schedule and like the money I could make there. It really was like a toss up of like, it was a hard choice I had to make. Now I don't regret that whatsoever. Obviously I made that choice for a reason. Um, however, I didn't realize how inconsistent Mm -hmm. the income was going to be. Now, that's not saying that, like, you don't get paid enough to survive. It just means you have to be aware of, like, when you're getting paid. Because, for example, like, you post a video for a brand, let's say today. A lot of these terms are net 30, net 60, sometimes net 90, which means you are not getting paid from this brand deal for three months. 
And it's probably going to take two weeks anyways from the time that you initially agree to the video or photo, whatever it is. Yeah. When you actually post it. And then when you've actually posted it. Maybe even longer. Maybe even longer. Then when you post it, you have to wait a certain period before you can send in the analytics. Yeah. When you send in the analytics is when you invoice the brand. Yeah. And it is from that date, which might be a month since you originally heard about what you were going to be making, then there's going to be another three months. So it's something that you have to be really smart with and it can take a person a really long time to go full time because of that reality. Yeah, for sure. And like we said, it really depends. Like not every deal is going to be this like huge deal of money. Like it depends on who you're working for, what you're doing. Sometimes people request you do one video. Sometimes they want three. I've worked with brands who wanted me exclusive for six months before. Um, so that would change like, you know, the amount of money you're going to make. And like there are so many more factors that go into um, the financial side of influencing than I think it seems like from the follower's perspective, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Now, um, I think one of the biggest things too is like people want to know how do you get brand deals? I think that's like one of the bigger things like besides the actual financial side of it. So do you want to get into that? Sure. Quite honestly, when I started doing this, I was working full time as you guys know in finance. So I was never reaching out to brands it was brands coming to me with an opportunity and then it was negotiating from there same with me until I got a team behind me yeah so a brand would just reach out to me and email me and kind of like come up with a strategy and then they would say you know it's gonna be this number for a video and I my job dropped I think the first time that I saw (laughs) what kind of fucking money someone was gonna be paying for a video back when I had what like and, and you're literally like, why are yeah. you paying me that much? But I'm like, for sure, absolutely, of course it would be that much. Yeah. And then I kind of got smart with it. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to counter back this time. Like, I, you know, I did it a few times. And then I was mm-hmm. like, maybe I'm going to ask for more now. Yeah. Because I know I could make something really good for this brand. And I think that they're going to like it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it started out. To be yeah. honest, it really comes down to brands reaching out to you and seeing that you're aligned for a campaign there are people that do do outreach to brands individually like i know a bunch of influencers who do that yeah honestly i would say like they have a lot more free time too than we do yeah like we don't have the time i couldn't like if you paid me maybe i could sit there and do it but like it's it's difficult like there's different avenues that people take and obviously if you're hungry and you want to get into it like that is a totally fair way to go about it then when you get a management team behind you, the direction kind of changes. And I guess we can maybe talk about just a little bit when you realize you need management, like how that kind of comes about. Yeah, sure. I think that's something actually like I could get into because for me, it was something that I had debated on for a few months, um, but I really did it because I felt like I needed to. When it comes to initial brand deals, like for my uh, personal experience it was them reaching out I had my email in my bio they would reach out same situation like they would give me a number for the first however many months I didn't even negotiate I was like whoa and I would just take it probably in January I was like I learned a lot mm-hmm. from I think you actually and then I was like I need to counter like I need to tell them like what I'm worth and then I, I started you. making more money I think that. that you sent me something that someone offered you the one time yeah. and you were like, hey, does this make sense? And I was like, fuck no. Yeah. And then I countered and they said, yeah. And they didn't even question it. And, and then was Serena like, oh. was like, oh, okay. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I have pull here. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I do actually have some pull here. Um, but after that, my issue was that because I was like in school working part time, I, I was actually working like a lot of hours at the time, mm-hmm. actually. Um, and then I was also doing this as like another stream of income. It was really stressful to be receiving like as many emails as I was all the time and I wasn't actually doing any outreach whatsoever like there were so many coming in and because of the turnaround time of brand deals a lot of the time like they want your answer like within 24 to 48 hours they want the contract signed and delivered like I was missing out on so many money-making opportunities because I did not have the time in my day to sit there and answer emails yeah at the same time as like making content doing other deals like you know there was just so much going on and a few agencies had contacted me and like they had like I've I heard them out and I was like, ah, is it worth it to give them like a percentage of my income right now? Like whatever. 
Um, but then I met with like my current agency and they like kind of blew me away with like the knowledge that they had in the industry and like told me all the things that I was missing out on pretty much by not having an agency. And then I was like, damn, okay, like this does make sense. Um, and same thing goes for you. I think it took like somebody really like nailing it in your head. Like I'm actually here to help you. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm making money off of you, but I'm going to help you at the end of the day. Yeah. I think the biggest difference with the team that I have behind me right now is that they genuinely feel like big sisters. Um, Mm -hmm. I have two girls that I work with that genuinely are always there for me, offer advice, will literally go for dreams too. So like I feel genuinely supported and like there's people there that want to help me succeed. For sure. And to be honest with doing this shit, I haven't always felt comfortable going to someone and complaining if I'm having a hard day with it because some days you don't want to record. No. And, and, that's not something that was so easy for me to communicate with someone. So having people that understand that and are in my corner was pretty fucking cool. So yeah, like for example, a day like that you don't want to record, but something's due and you say to your manager, like I'm not in the headspace to record this right now. Like I can do it tomorrow and it'll be way better. And then they're going to now communicate that with the brand. They're going to say, Hey, we're getting it to you by tomorrow. This is why. And like, you have to do nothing like with that. Yeah. It, there's a lot of reasons why it's genuinely helpful. And honestly, if I'm going to be fucking real with you, I started making 3X. Yeah, honestly. When I signed with my manager, And that's, like, after they take their cut, too. Like, yeah. they just know so much about what to charge based on, like, what the client is, like, requesting. Yeah. Um. Even, like, my agent, her name is Emily. Shout out to you, Emily, if you're listening. We love you. Uh, We literally text each other about boys sometimes. Like, we went out for drinks. She's so chill. Um, My project manager, she's great, too. Like, she knows, like... She'll, like, stick up for me if brands are being too picky. Like, she'll tell them exactly how it is. She'll defend my content, like, to its core. Yeah. Like, those people that work for you, like, they're actually, like, your ride or dies. And, obviously, before you get an agency, like, behind you, you don't think that they're going to care. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you're like, oh, like, you're just, like, whatever, because you're making money off me. But, like, no. Like, these people genuinely no. If you care. If you find the right people, there are people that genuinely care. I've also heard the other side of the story, yeah, which is that too. an absolute fucking nightmare. And someone that is just cutting a check and won't even get on the phone with you. Yeah. Never wants to help you become better at what yeah. you do. Where my agent literally will scour <laughs> the ends of the earth to find Yasnaya Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> like, a hotel deal or, like... Just, she does what she needs to do. She knows what's good, you know? Like, she's out here doing the best for us. I'm genuinely very appreciative of our teams. And they work mm-hmm, together, sure. which is which is cute. Yeah, right? also, like, I got to meet Yaz's manager, like, time ago. And, like, we went all for drinks, went to an event together, and it was so much fun. And, like, they're all so chill. It's yeah. just, like, it's so easy. I genuinely have, like, my Chris Jenner momager. And yeah, she's, she's yeah. She's fucking dope. Um, but, yeah, I've we've gotten questions before about people wanting to know when it's the right time for management. And to be honest, you're going to know. And you're also just going to know the same way as if you were dating someone or making a new friend if it genuinely feels right in your yeah, gut. Yeah, like, don't ever settle something that doesn't feel 100% aligned with, like, your values, what you're doing anyways, and who you are as a person. Yeah. <laughs> someone asked, tips on growing social even after being consistent and not seeing results. I think that people have gotten really caught up in those for you page recommendation videos, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like the informative, like this is how you grow. This is how you grow. Post four times a day. Use this sound, whatever. That is kind of what we were talking about in terms of some content creators. They're really focused on just pushing stuff out and growing a following. But I think that it can be really transparent Mm -hmm. to people that you are just putting something out there for the sake of putting it out there. And don't get me wrong, I've been in periods of my life where I thought that that was the right thing to do, but then I quickly realized, yeah, so it's not fucking you. Like, Yeah, you gotta be doing like what's true to yourself. Honestly, there's been people I've seen too, like girls who I know, who like they post so consistently and like their content, yeah, like is not trendy. It's very much true to themselves. And yeah, maybe they're not growing a following super fast, but the people who do follow them genuinely love their content. And they're really interested. Yeah. And I think that matters so much more. I think that you can't be obsessed with growing your following as a number. Be proud of what you're putting out there. And also, my biggest recommendation, if you are really wanting to grow, is make sure that there's a value add for people. Like, are you brightening someone's day? Are you giving them tips on being productive? 
Are you their inspiration? Are you showing them recipes? Whatever the fuck it is. But how... What value are you bringing to them? Because at the end of the day, everything that we do in this world is a bit transactional. Yeah, it is. And as much as, like, someone can just, like, fuck with you as a person, at the end of the day, they probably do fuck with you because you're giving them something. Yeah. Whether that's, like, super evident or not to you, uh, it's... (laughs) It is there because they wouldn't be engaging with your content, following you, like talking about you, like whatever, if like you weren't giving them some kind of satisfaction. So just keep being true to yourself and I'm sure that it will grow. You're probably fucking killing it and we'll be excited to see what you're making. (laughs) Someone asked for types of equipment, apps, editing software. I use everything from Final Cut Pro to this app called Flow. I use CapCut only. I am very basic. CapCut always does what I need it to do, and I haven't really strayed from it. Serena and I love the tripod that I'm using. I have it linked in my highlights and on my Amazon storefront, so if you want to shop it, highly recommend. I've genuinely gone through probably 10 tripods in the last year. Yeah, your tripod right now is so good. Yeah, I've broken legs off tripods. Like, I genuinely think I'm the person (laughs) to be recommending the right one. But besides that, like, we don't really have any, like, equipment. Like, I don't even have a vlog camera. I got nothing. You have a vlog camera. Oh, I have um, the Canon G7X Mark II. I'm pretty sure it's what everyone and their fucking mom has. And there's a reason. It's just genuinely such an easy-to-use camera. So if you're wanting to get started on vlogging... I think it's a little bit of an investment. I think it's about um, $800. Yeah, but that's not really that crazy for a camera of like what it's doing. Yeah, it, I think that it was worth the money. I, I feel like I made that money back really quickly. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Besides that, I have no equipment. It's just me, myself, and I. <laughs> My home. That's really it. Someone asked tips for staying consistent. <sighs> this is a hard one because to be honest, like we're we kind were- of on the fence about... If it you need to be. Yeah. I think that when you're first starting out, it's important to be consistent in the way, like, maybe you're posting once a day, once every two days, like, making sure people know, like, you're there and posting consistently yeah. enough that, like, you care. There's a relevancy aspect, yeah. for sure. However, I do think that there is overkill. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, some people have, like, I, like, told us, like, in the industry, like, you should post three times a day. Yeah. Sorry. My life is not that interesting. No. I do not have three things a day to post. Yeah. I barely have one thing every two days to post. And I genuinely think that wears on people. I yeah. almost feel like your presence wears on people way quicker than if you just are consistently there and showing up and yes. showing the best version of yourself. But that's kind of where the whole discussion of content creation versus influencer comes in. Now, at this point, we're saying, you know what? As the more influencer-leaning type people... It's more about posting a good video every few days. All we're saying is that I think we've realized that quality over quantity really matters. And it's more about posting like things that we're really proud of and like love to post and are excited to post versus posting every day, all day, whatever the heck we can come up with and moving on from there. I think that it's way more transparent if you don't hear from someone one day because they're genuinely having a fucking bad day. <laughs> Literally. Than them... For a week. <laughs> yeah. Than them throwing out fucking four videos every single day, dancing and happy. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't feel real yeah. uh, to me, at least anymore. For sure. Okay. We have a special guest on the podcast now. We have LA Man on the podcast. He was hard launched on TikTok and Instagram. How do you feel about that? And YouTube. And YouTube. <gasps> Across all platforms, sir, how do you feel? Good. Um, I'm actually very proud of it. Really? On my, my latest Instagram post. I don't know if you saw it. Sir, I, I did see it. I did send it to your girl over here because I was like, whoo, that's good luck, guys. Good luck. Pretty on brand. It was pretty vibey, though. I'm not going to lie. Why couldn't it have been a better photo of me as She well? doesn't like the shape of her head in that photo. No. What do you mean? It looks fine. Of course you think it looks fine. What? It's still like kind of no face, no case vibe, though. So. Yeah, but it could have been a... Your face is the whole case on her TikTok. It, 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 it could have been a better no face, no case. <laughs> also, you yeah, can't know... I wanted to surprise her, too. I didn't want to tell her I was doing it. I just wanted to do it. <laughs> I need a man voice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Single as a Pringle forever. I'm all about surprises. Hot girl fall. Fuck girl fall. Fuck girl fall. I'm introducing fuck girl fall as of right now. It is September. Fuck girl fall is in full swing. 
What do you mean fuck girl for? I saw your TikTok. <laughs> What TikTok? I mean, I don't know. I saw some feet. I saw like guys. I told you, everybody's reading into the feet. I literally said it was a trend. I saw some. So, Kayo, who the like? I'm sorry. Did you go up to some random fucking guy in Jordan? My friend. Quite a friend. He wasn't even standing. He was sitting down because he so he wasn't that close to me, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I think you you were sitting on him or something like that. Like you, you. I couldn't twist my feet in that way if I was sitting on him. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Just like Serena said at the beginning, we are having our closet sale when September twenty fifth from twelve to four p.m. Where? 531 Young Street in downtown Toronto. You can look up Toronto Tans. And we cannot wait to see you guys. Just a reminder on the sizing. We just want to be transparent with everything. It is our clothes. So you're going to be seeing a lot of extra small and small. Like Serena said, we also do have a lot of oversized options. And the other vendors also have some cool stuff that they'll be able to share with you that also caters to other sizes. We can't wait to do this again Let if you're not able to make it, but please RSVP to the link that is available in both of our Instagram bios and Toronto Tans if you are thinking that you're going to make it. We are so, so, so excited and we'll see you there. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode and like always, give us a follow on IG and TikTok. We've been busy. Our TikTok, one of our TikToks guys had a million views and I have to say... First million. First million. Only one that ever got even more than like 50,000. And Ooh. we're proud. Proud. So go give us a follow if you Show are Show some love. Guys. We really need it. That account is slacking. Okay, bye guys. We love you. Love you lots. Ciao. Mm. Mwah, before I kiss. <laughs>